0: Hey, this is Micah Campbell with Anatolian Press, and you are listening to Unfreakin' Believable, the ultimate in podcasting.
1: Welcome back everyone to the Unfreakin' Believable Podcast, Episode 2. We are your hosts. I'm Jenny. I'm Betsy. And as always, I'm Jen. We're all authors who live in the firm belief that the truth is stranger than fiction and that life is full of crazy little moments that can change the course of our everyday lives. In our last episode, we introduced ourselves and we shared some unfreaking believable stories of our own, but now we're going to rope our friends in and bring them into the madness. We have a dynamic and entertaining guest for you tonight who will regale you with his story told as only he can tell it. But before we get to all that, hello, ladies. Hello. hello. How's it going? How's, how's your week been? How's things going? It's been a week. Hacking crazy. <laughs> but it's all good. Well, everybody ready to uh, jump on the bandwagon for episode two i'm pretty excited yeah, let's do i'm it. really excited all right uh well then as always to kick off the show i have an obscure word for you today are you ready Ooh, what's the word yes for the okay so the word for this time uh comes from 18th century scotland oh a and a good place to be it's a very good place <laughs> it's to be very uh, um, all our any of our Scottish listeners will probably Sorry. hate me forever for my horrendous <laughs> accent. Anyway, uh, our word for the day is Hercledurkle. Hercledurkle.
2: Hercledurkle. durkle That herkle-derkle. is a good one. And Hercledurkle
1: is a verb. Hercledurcling is when you stay in bed after you should have gotten up just because you feel like it.
3: Oh, I'd like to do that, <laughs> but I never get the chance. <laughs>
2: I haven't so, had a good Herc or Durkle in a while.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more than we
2: needed to know about you. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> but uh, so Jenny, uh, that's that's our word for the day. Everybody, it's your charge to go out there and find a way to use Herkel or Durkle today or more importantly, make a point of Herkle or at least once between now and our next broadcast. Jenny, what three exciting
2: fun facts do you have for us today? All right, so last week I did three fun facts about podcasting, and tonight I'm going to do three literary fun facts. Ooh. And the first one is that Sherlock Holmes never actually said, Elementary, Dear Watson. That wow. was one, that, that was new to me. And my okay. second fun fact, yeah, and my second fun fact comes in the form of a question. What is the best-selling novel of all time?
3: It has to be fiction? Novel, um, just the
2: best-selling so. novel of all time.
1: Well, if you count, if you count religious texts, it's the Bible.
2: It would be the Bible, but I guess in this case, it's not including religious texts. Okay, okay.
3: I'm going to go with uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, That's a good choice. Good
2: guess. Jen, how about you? Before I give the answer, Got uh, a shot at
3: it. <sighs>
1: No, I'm I'm at a loss. I got nothing. All right.
2: It's actually Don Quixote by the, it's the Spanish oh, epic yeah. by Miguel de Cervantes. Yes. <laughs> I All actually right. read that not in that. the original Spanish in when I was wow. in AP Spanish in high school. Yeah. That's wow. a fun fact itself right there. All right. <laughs> it was not so fun. It was hard. <laughs> and my third fun fact of the day is the things and where the wild things are by author and illustrator, Maurice Sendak, were originally horses, and I did not know that.
3: I did not I know that either, and I know that book not. forwards and backwards. That was my kid's favorite. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm pretty excited about our guest today. I know you guys are. What do you, what do yeah. you think we're gonna learn from uh, Micah today? Oh, oh look, I've had enough I conversations
1: hope. to know with Micah that, make, that would tell me that any kind of prediction is completely pointless.
3: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because if we predict it,
1: he will change the subject, guaranteed. Darn right. Probably Probably true.
2: And didn't I hear from one of you that Micah is essentially responsible for the two of you meeting?
3: absolutely I, it all started on a well i started that one last week dark and stormy night um mike and i had kind of made friends on instagram and we had been messaging back and forth and the the fun fact that mike it doesn't know is most of the time we were messaging i was actually in a bubble bath <laughs> so that's, that's, like, that's great <laughs> <laughs> were you huckle her- uh, dirkling yeah right, i exactly. was i was not Herkel Durkling, but i was bubbling uh okay. in the bathtub. <laughs> um but he, you know we were talking about you know folklore and, and, and Bigfoot and aliens and just books in general. And he was doing a podcast at the time about uh, the paranormal. And so we were kind of throwing down the idea of, you know, well, when I start the new season, I'd like to have you on. And uh, then he decided to go a different direction. He did a different podcast and he came back around. He's going to do a storytellers podcast, the, the, the storyteller saga. And he asked me to be the first guest and I was hugely honored, but then he asked Jen to be the second guest or yeah, Jen to be the second guest <laughs> And so we kind of, we kind of crossed paths, but that wasn't really actually how we met. Uh, how we actually met was when he started doing Autumn Tales and he wanted to do this horror anthology with a heart. I, uh, I kept telling him, no, I don't write horror. <laughs> don't yeah. write horror. He's like, oh, come on. It's for
0: a good cause.
3: Like Sure so, you do. Just
0: just do what you do and just make it a little bit spookier.
3: I have to write things that scare me. Uh, I'm going to write about (laughs) sharks next time, I swear. There you go. Because I'm terrified. (laughs) But uh, uh, Jen was also in that project, and we had a group chat, and uh, we kind of got to know each other that way. And before you know it, the next thing you know, we were besties. Well, and I will tell you
1: that when Micah interviewed me, and I I have proof of this because I actually still on my website have the link to the recording of my interview – Micah mentioned you and was talking about some of the stuff you write and I believe I actually said she and I are going to be besties. Yes, I think absolutely. I actually say that in the interview. So Yeah, you did.
0: That's it great.
1: Was, it was was a harbinger. Betsy has that come.
2: effect yeah, Betsy has that effect on us.
3: <laughs> I just attract <laughs> I attract people who, who you know, um, are extremely really... weird. That's, that's No, true. I <laughs> attract people who are like me, who need to be in my universe puts them in my path. Yeah.
1: Which yes. I think that kind of means the same thing. But anyway, okay. <laughs> um, so I'll give you a little formal intro here, Micah, if you're strapped in and ready for that. oh, us um, so- up, baby. <laughs> Micah Campbell, third person, here we go, uh, has been a literary jack of all trades for as long as I've known him. He's a writer, podcaster, publisher, uh, musician. Just to put a few labels on his many hats. Um, his best-selling book, Urban Legends, Ghost Stories, and Folklore, is a tremendous collection of stories, call them fiction if you wish, but I have some doubts, uh, which is a great reference for writers, folklore nerds, and readers who love the paranormal. And it's told with a tongue-in-cheek snark, which is Micah's calling card. So, Micah, welcome to the show officially.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am honored, honored and thrilled to be here, uh... With three legends, I'm I'm super pumped. Super pumped.
3: <laughs> well, we're
1: Betsy's going to start you out under the micro microscope. So yes, uh, oh, great,
3: yeah. cool. This is how pumped we are. We're going to do a rapid fire, this or that, and I want everybody to answer because I want to know what everybody's this or that is.
0: So okay, first know.
3: of all, and this is quick fire. So be ready. Paperback or ebook? Paper. Paperback. 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 Summer or winter? Winter. Winter. I live in Florida.
1: There's no difference.
3: Autumn. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Trek. Uh, vampires or werewolf? Vampires. Vampires. Vampires, as long as they don't sparkle. Yes. Folgers or Maxwell House? Folgers. I
2: have to choose, Folgers.
3: <laughs> Jen's an autumn. When she doesn't Hot. drink coffee. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't care. I'll drink all of it. Just put enough uh, coffee made in it, and I'm good exactly. to go. <laughs> so, so... Uh, let's talk about your obsession with Folgers coffee.
0: You know, it's hilarious. I don't actually have an obsession with Folgers coffee, <laughs> but it has turned into a gigantic thing uh, within the community. And uh, people I don't even know will, will DM me <laughs> pictures of them at a store. <laughs> and, like. Oh, I've they- sent
1: you quite a few.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. but people, but I know you. These are people I don't know. And they're like, hey, check this Folgers crate out. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious! Like I love it. I don't know where just it came me. from. I so I think what happened was as we were all getting to know each other and you know just God bless the uh, autumn tales first first go because that that crew that first original ten is still tight. You know we're still so oh, tight. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. I just I love everybody in that in that original. Uh, but Chelsea and I got to talking, and she was messing with me because I was drinking Folgers. I was like, what else do you drink? And she was starting to talk about all this frou-frou beans imported from blah, blah, blah. And, you know. (laughs) Sounds like my son. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, get out of here. Just give me some dang Black Folgers coffee and I'm good to go. And so from there spawned the – we we ended up putting all the Easter eggs in uh, in the book uh, about Folgers. And, yeah, so – that, I, this I is don't the first a,
2: I'm hearing of this. I love it, this.
0: See, oh, now you have to go back hilarious. and reread
1: all the stories because oh, in goodness. all of the autumn tale stories, there is an Easter
0: egg yeah. of Folgers. Ah. Every single one of them. Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh my in the god. The first book, yeah. Not so much in, in the, the first second.
0: book. Right, right.
1: Oh, but I did include one in Kinvara. Yes. I did too. <laughs> yeah, a,
0: a lot of a lot of a lot of the OGs did, which yeah. I was very <laughs> thrilled with. I didn't finish my short story until like 30 seconds before it had to be uploaded. That is true.
3: Exactly. fact. I yes. know that to be
0: an yes. accurate yes. piece yes. of information. So, so I did not have a chance to do that.
3: Here's another fun fact. I, I just got back from New Orleans and I didn't even know this until recently, but Folgers was founded in New Orleans. Really? I did not know that. They still have a factory there and I met their safety director. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. That. That's and fun. I'm like, that was my one thing on my bucket list was I wanted to go to the Folgers factory, but we just did not have time. Oh, so man. when we, when we go back, ladies, Uh, Yeah, so the girls' we have to go to the Folgers Factory just for Micah and get some pictures. Yeah, tell them fruit basket
0: yeah tell Folgers tell them style. about me get, you know get me on <laughs> exactly. the, get me on the in in you know i need to yeah. yeah well just like
3: uh like uh writer uh, con owes us a little marketing spin there you yeah. go yeah we need to get Folgers in on the yeah on the oh yeah
0: Folger, Folgers oh, nice. has owed me Folgers has owed me for
3: I, I think they should be sponsoring
1: you Mike. yeah they, <laughs> should. they should and
0: actually I was telling Chelsea that that at some point I am going to approach them yeah, okay, I think look, look at this back catalog of all the things I've done for you. Yeah. Let's do this. And,
3: right. and the funny thing is like now all my books, I realize I, if there's a spot to put something in about coffee, I have to mention Folgers.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I always it's try become, to make it possible. It's a
3: cultural phenomenon. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 It's so good. I can't wait. I can't wait to see where that goes. That's awesome. No.
1: All right. So Micah, obviously you've had a, a very colorful history in terms of creative endeavors, um you know like i mentioned you've you've done a little bit of everything but how did you actually get into the storytelling gig because i think that's not how you started out
0: yeah i think the actual getting into storytelling was from being a musician so i was the head writer in our in our band although i can't sing because i'm deaf in my right ear so i can never i can never find and keep a pitch but uh yeah, but I was always a head writer. And I've always liked, uh, even before I liked to read, I liked, you know, comic books or, you know, I liked film. You know, I liked stories. So, I th- yeah, I think it just came naturally to me. But then after years and years and years and years of playing, you know, in this band and touring and being played in other countries and, you know, having CDs and being, you know, I had we had a lot of success there and then just kind of stopped. And I was like, man, now what do I do? You know, so you, I can still play by myself, but that's, that's no fun. So yeah, it started, then I started kind of toying with, and I always tease about everyone has that, you know, that pile, that 180,000 word epic high fantasy, you know, that's sitting in there. I
1: happen to know you rug. have that for, yeah. for a fact.
0: Yeah. So I've got that back there. <laughs> I, I started writing that when I was like 17, you know, and I'm, I'm 40 or something now. So, so it's it's been a while. But uh, yeah, so then that's that's kind of what got me into the into the telling stories when I, ha- I I had to continue that creative outlet and that connection with other people and their enjoyment of creativity. Yeah,
2: you know, on that so, same line, how did from there how did Anatolian Press come to be?
0: Well, Anatolian Press came around after I met all these uh, these beautiful people that I met in the writing community. And I just said, you know, and I don't know anything from anything else. I'm an idiot. But I was like, we have, if we form a community, if we, if we, you know, make this thing and go forward with it with the same ideas and with the same thoughts and for the same goal, surely we've got to be able to do something. So I've always been kind of the person where if I, it would, same with the anthology. You know, I just asked Betsy. I was like, "What do you think about doing an anthology?" And she was like, "Okay, yeah, you know, let's do it." I'm like, "What What do you think about doing?" I didn't ask her this. I asked myself this. What do you think about starting a publishing company? Okay, yeah, let's freaking do it. So, you know, that's that's kind of how it how it started.
1: Right on. Now, so. I want to ask you a a book specific question um, because you know I'm I'm a fan of urban legends, ghost stories, and folklore. Mm-hmm. Uh, your best selling tome. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, uh, I, I do really like the book. I'm curious because one of the things that strikes me about that book is how thorough your research was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So could you tell us a little bit about that research process and what you did for that book?
0: Well, you know, Chelsea was asking me that same thing the other day. We we're actually doing an episode on our podcast in a couple of weeks that goes into one of those stories, but she's like, how did you, where did you find this? I was like, yeah, you, you will not connect these dots no one can connect these dots unless you do this. And I showed her. And what I did for a lot of the stories was I actually had a whiteboard and I would put a map up. Like a murder board. It ended up looking like, looking like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd have a whiteboard and I'd put up a map and then I'd have red lines and I'd have my pins and I'd say, this is where it started. And then I, then I'd look um, maybe a mile out what other strange or ominous or villainous things happened a mile out from here within a 10 year radius, bam, that got a pin. Then I'd narrow it down and expand the search. So now what happened here in the last five years, but from a two mile radius, bam. And then that would get a pin. And from there I was able to see, and so one of the stories, no one had figured this out, but there was a fireman who had died on the same bridge that was haunted, but he never got any kind of recognition in the story because it happened 20 years after the fact. But if you t- if you tied him into what happened at that time, there was a little girl, the girl that was there on the bridge is the girl that he was going to save.
1: Oh, wow. But nobody like had Xbox nobody. Episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But nobody had, nobody had put that together. You couldn't find it anywhere online. All you could find is the two stories, but nobody found that they were connected. And yeah, so that's, that's what I did for a lot of them was just a was lot that
1: literally of, the most fun book ever
0: to research though. It was a blast. Yeah. And I cannot wait to do another one. I absolutely loved it. And I cannot wait to do another one.
3: And are you doing another one?
0: Yes. If I get time now that, uh, now that Chelsea's on board with the Anatolian press, and we brought Aaron in that, uh, you know, cause I, it's, it's way too much for one person to do. So I've got, yeah. you know, I've got uh, Chelsea working with us and Aaron working with us, and even Chad working with us. Hopefully I will actually get some time to, to do another one. Cause yes. Definitely, I've been have been researching uh, Jack the Ripper. He's going to be Ooh, one of my first.
3: We need yeah. to talk before you do that one because I, yeah. I had to do a paper in college. It's actually a speech class, and it was in uh, it was the year that it was the 100th anniversary of Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. and my assignment was I had to do a presentation, a 10 minute presentation that left the audience with a strong emotional response. Mm-hmm. So oh, so I had done all the awesome. research on Jack the Ripper. Uh, my dad was a meat cutter, so I had a collection of knives. And this awesome. is back when you could take those to school. You can't do that now. Right. But right. I had them all Don't laid out on now. the table. <laughs> I presented the four main suspects. And then I went through the theory of whether they were right handed, left handed, attack mm-hmm. from the front, attack from behind. And then I asked the audience to vote who they thought. I did a closed poll who they thought the killer was. Yeah. And then the next week, the teacher came back in with the grades, and I was going to announce you know, what they thought. And then, of course, we obviously don't know who Jack ripper right. really was, right. but, you know, based on my evidence and my research, who I thought it was. Yeah. So the next week when they, when the teacher did all the grades, she did everybody else first. And I was the last one. She goes, now this last one, she said, I initially gave this one a B because of the gross factor and the use of props and the, and the performance and, and, you know, everything that I had done. And she said, but I went home that night and I had nightmares the whole weekend. Not one night, but the yeah. whole weekend. So I have changed the grade, A plus, uh, and now who did it? Because I want to know. Wow. Yeah. well, yeah. one of the suspects H.H.
2: Holmes? Uh-huh, that was
3: on the list. Right on, right yeah. on. So have you ever read uh,
1: Patricia Cornwell's Portrait of a Killer?
3: I have. Uh, it's been a long time since I read it, but I yeah. did not need it. So-
1: Micah, as you're doing your research for Jack the Ripper, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's not a novel; it is a forensic docu book of really? her interesting her yeah. forensic investigation into okay. who she thinks did it, and it's actually pretty interesting. I mean, well, that would
0: be I, awesome. So, yeah. uh, can, I don't care about spoilers. I, who who does she think did it?
3: Uh, an artist.
1: I can't remember his name.
0: Okay. Yeah. okay.
3: Can I totally cool. name drop because I was in a Zoom call last night that was a uh, one of the one of the writing groups that I follow. And Patricia Cornwell was in the group last night.
1: <gasps> Stop. Oh, wow. Yes.
3: I oh, love that's Patricia That's un a... believable. OK, <laughs> so
1: um, Patricia, if you're listening, we want you on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. All right. So that's first of all, that's incredibly awesome. And I cannot wait. You have to tell me when Jack the Ripper book co- is coming out. Keep me yeah, posted. Yeah, that'll be fun. Obviously that's your research process, but what does the writing process look for like for you? Because I know you are a guy who has 15 irons in the fire at any given time. Yes. So what, what does that writing process look like for you?
0: My writing process is hilarious because I can go and sit in front of a computer. I, I never outline. I, I don't do any outlining at all, period. And I basically just write, and if I have to stop, and make notes or do research or whatever I have to do, I will stop and do it, do it then. And yeah. And continue. But I never, never do an outline. And so that's how the urban legends book came about is because I wrote basically a paragraph about Wendy Wendigo. And I was like, that is awesome. I got to find out what this Windigo is. And I started, and I started researching and figured it out. And then I came up with the next one and wrote a paragraph. So I will, I will sit down and I'll write a paragraph 400 page or 400 words, 500 words. And then I'll just walk away and I'll do play guitar or I'll do something else. And then, like a couple of days later, I'll come down and I'll pound out like 10,000 words.
2: I'm curious, like, with your research with the Wendigo, did it include the Anasazis?
0: It probably did, because I was very thorough, but uh, it's been a long time since I've re-read it, so I'd have to go back and look at it, but right. I will look at it as soon as I'm done, and I'll let you know. Uh, yeah.
1: What Jenny really wants to know is if it included episode one of Supernatural. That's what, that's what she <laughs> really wants to know.
3: Episode <was>. two. <laughs> I say, I, oh, episode <laughs> two. Okay. Yeah, My e- bad. I
0: think episode one was uh, the woman in white. It was. On yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I got yeah. confused there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Constance. But it was episode one of the X-Files
0: Was a Wendigo Oh, oh was right it really? On.
1: It was. It's
0: been a long time since I've seen X-Files But I was laughing when I was uh, editing y'all's first episode Because you were talking about both being supernatural freaks And, and I am yeah. a super supernatural freak so. You know,
2: I wish I could yeah. think of the name of the television show But you know the guy, the hunter they took out to hunt the Wendigo The one the sister and brother hired Trying to find their yes. missing brother mm-hmm. He yeah. was in another show and he played a Wendigo hunter Seriously. And he said one of it's Dean's lines. He's like, Have you ever yeah. hunted a Windigo? That's, That's like a funny. really specific
1: kind of typecast. Like That's so, specific. Right? It's so I hope specific. He has another
0: job. So now I do I do <laughs> quote. I do quote <laughs> Dean Winchester in uh, in chapter one. Uh, I Do, I, do and, you? Yeah, yes. He love does that. So, yes
2: yeah. pudding. <laughs> pudding.
0: Not that.
1: <laughs> the the SPN sorry. family out there gets it though. Yes, I they get do. It. <laughs> So, um, Micah, obviously we can't interview you without having probably the most important discussion.
0: Yes. And that's the beard. It's got to be the beard.
1: it got to be the beard.
0: Yeah. D- daily, daily beard care regimen. Go. Comb it out. Put some oil on it. Brush it out. Brush the oil out. Mm-hmm. Towel it down. And then brush it out again.
1: Do you, do you curl the mustache ever? You wax no. it,
0: curl it. No. Out? Once, okay. once, now, once it gets long, because I'm only sitting about two inches. I was at about ten and a half inches before I shot I
1: rem- it. I've seen the pictures. Yeah.
0: So then at that point, uh, you do the whole thing, but you also do a uh, hair straightener. You run a hair straightener through it. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. to keep and, it, because, and- yeah, it'll curl up and it'll look weird. Yeah.
3: And what does Mrs. Campbell think of the beard? Oh, she hates it. <laughs> Has anybody my ever gets in trouble when he shaves his? Because I like the beard.
0: Well, no, she. Likes, I like my uh, husband's too. No, she likes a little bit shorter than this. She likes me having facial hair, right? But she does not like the crazy biker thing that I had. She doesn't. Right. She
1: doesn't want to feel like she's married into Duck Dynasty, is what right, you're saying?
0: Exactly. <laughs> but, or is it that
3: she doesn't want
2: somebody with longer hair
3: than her?
0: Well, that or could be face. too. Yeah, that could be too. <laughs> Has anybody ever
2: grabbed it and you had to quote Gimli going, not the beard?
0: No, (laughs) no, fortunately not. (laughs) Uh, Except my my kid. My kid has grabbed it and it hurts. It hurts bad.
3: Our Lord of the Rings fans will get that one.
0: Yeah, totally.
3: So, Micah, how do you do it all? How do you balance your work and your life and everything else?
0: I don't.
3: Whiskey, 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 <laughs> <always the laughs> whiskey.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, surprise, and you know, it's so funny because I have a persona. I don't drink all the time. I rarely drink. None it, of
3: us do. We it, talk yeah, about exactly. It we do it. it's, it's
0: it's all a persona. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I really, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just, I try to keep up with whatever the next goal or the next promise was, and I'm always like my pants are always on fire. Like I'm always right at the edge, getting something done before the next thing happens. Right at uh, the 11th hour. Yeah. If I didn't do so much, uh, that probably wouldn't be the case, but uh, I love staying busy and creating and all that stuff. So it's just just how I roll.
1: I was just going to say, so Micah, you've, you've answered a lot of questions for us, but of course there's one reason why we actually brought you here. And that's to tell us an unfreaking believable story. Yeah. So lay it on us. What you got for us.
0: Well, I've got—I mean, I've got a few. I've got a few, and the one I always fall back on is—is is the one I'm going to ask you if I can share because if y'all have heard it already, then I won't. I know Jenny hasn't, but I always love sharing my stole story. If—if if y'all have heard that one, then I don't think uh, I've heard it. You've not heard my stole story. Great. And because our listeners I- definitely haven't. Here we go. Uh, drum roll, please. So, okay, this is my Stoll story. It is actually in uh, the Urban Legends story. It was it was a lot of fun to be able to put a story I experienced into my Urban Legends book. So Stoll, Kansas is known as one of the seven gateways of hell. And so much so, it, it's so, it's so cemented in lore as one of the seven gateways of hell that the Pope or anyone from the Vatican who flies into the states will actually not use that uh, that path. They will actually either go up or down, but they will not cross Kansas. So that's that's fun and interesting. So I said, "Okay, I live in Missouri. I'm like an hour and a half from St. Kansas." Me and my friends were like we do, we have to go out there and and investigate. So we did as much online research as you could back in 98, but yeah. this was mostly library and library research and you know actual research at the time. You didn't have a bunch of, you know, fast high-speed internet. You know, I was going to say,
1: different. I'm hearing the AOL dial-up sound. Right, right, yeah. right.
0: Yeah. So you didn't have <clears throat> didn't have much, and this, of course, we got this genius idea at like midnight, which we thought was great because you know uh, three o'clock witching hour, we'd get there like right right on time for some for some business. So we go to Stole, and it is if you pull it up on the map or if you look at it, Stole is the spookiest, most unreal town at. Two thirty 30 in the morning because you come up over a hill of course and it's all farmland there's nothing it's else the only
3: hill that. in in kansas by the way
0: correct right it is it is and ah. <laughs> and there's there's nothing around there's absolutely zero around except for this one road and on the left hand side you have two houses so boom boom on the left hand side a church a post office and another house that is the town of Stoll. okay and no stoplight so- to speak of nothing no no that's it and on the other side taking up that full length on the right hand side is a cemetery the stole cemetery and when we got there so it was really cool because we got to experience a lot of this stuff before they took it all down so now they have guards they have taken the tree down they've uh, removed the rest of the church because of what i'm going to going to get into here but back in 97 I, i think it was 97 98 all that, all that was still there, so it was, it was pretty great. So anyways, the story of this, of Stolen, why it is one of the seven gateways of hell is that uh, the church that was established there, the uh, minister w- was having a tryst with one of the congregation. It's always a tryst. It's always a tryst. Mm-hmm. And uh, ended up getting her pregnant. And instead of, you know, manning up and doing the right thing, <laughs> when he found out, he accused her of witchcraft. And so the congregation, of course, uh, turned on her and uh, hung her outside of the church. And this is all real. This is all in the, you know, in the histories. You can go, you can go find all this. So they ended up hanging her. Well, she ended up in the ground right next to the church by the well. And her baby ended up going through the pregnancy, even though she was dead. And it was born unto death. And so it burrowed underground and it made its way into hell. And so that's that's why it's one of the seven gateways of hell, because there is an actual gateway from the well down to hell. Fast into
3: Kansas. I don't disagree. It is the seventh gateway to hell. No, I'm sorry. Our gateway. listeners in Kansas. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm close kidding. to Kansas, but I'm not in Kansas. <laughs> I'm close but, to Kansas uh, too. I'm in Oklahoma, so
0: Yeah. But very yeah, very interesting story. And the story behind like how the church tried to hide it and everything. It's it's really very interesting. Go read my book. Yeah, well, going to reread that chapter. I assure yeah, you, it's great. But so, uh, so we get there and we get at the top of the hill, and we see the houses, and it's creepy and it's foggy. It's two thirty, almost three in the morning, and the only thing over on the cemetery side is a, a is a chain link fence. It's it is a six footer, but it's just a chain link fence, easy to climb. We say. I was going to say so
1: that would not stop you.
0: Correct. Right. Correct. <laughs> so uh, me and my me and my four buddies were in a uh, were in a SUV, and we get out start looking so we see the church we see the tree we see the well but it's about it's about a hundred yards you know yonder uh let's if we're actually going to be serious it it was it was a hundred yards northwest of where we were so as we creep up to the fence we notice that on the other side of the fence is a guard and a dog and so we're like oh man this uh you know this complicates things so now we now we've got our spy uh, you know now now we're bond right so we're on our our hands and knees and we're, we're going around the you know around the perimeter opposite the garden dog you know so when we finally get to the point where like enough vision is blocked and we've, we've, we think we've got him figured out we go ahead and hop so we hop over head up to the church and so what was there when we got there was the four walls the roof was already crumbled the roof was already down but the four walls and the well was there and one of the legends of this uh, of this legend of this of this lore is that you cannot break glass inside the four walls of the church and so we had brought glass bottles i'm not going to say they were beer bottles they were <laughs> just brown glass bottles but we had brought some and kid you not cross my heart we could not break them inside the church wow cool. wow we, we threw them and yeah uh overhand, the beer underhand. Are strong they are strong but i've broken many beer bottles
3: Root beer, root uh, beer bottles.
0: Root, oh, that's right. Oh crap! <laughs> root beer bottles. Yes, <laughs> uh, but we, but we could not break them. We we couldn't do it. Wow. And so so then that's we un- so then it that getting, is unfreaking believable. Yes, it is. You know, and uh, so so now we're it, it's starting it's starting to kind of get get to us, right? Like, holy crap, is this thing legit? So we go over and we uh, we start taking the rubble off the well because we want to we want to see the. The gateway to hell, right? So we're taking the rubble off the well. We find the... It's like a manhole, but it's not obviously one like... But it's just a giant, thick piece of concrete. We find it, and we're trying to pry it up, pry it up, and all you of a sudden... You guys are the reason to-
1: why horror movies happen. You know that, right? Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yes. 100%. But it's unfreaking believable So, <laughs> so we're, we're starting to try to pull, pry this thing off, and uh, then we start hearing, woof, 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 and... Yeah, the dog caught caught our Caught our sin. he was he was yeah. after us. So we all look up and we're like, "Oh, you know, oh crap! You know, what are we gonna do?" So we start running towards the towards the van. So at this point, we've got an uphill run and climbing climbing a six foot fence from an uphill angle is a bit more difficult than at, from a level angle or a downhill angle, right? Yeah, so yeah, and so I I don't I'm assuming everyone's seen Goonies, right?
3: Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: I'd assume so. And uh, we all, we probably all have a little, a little goonie friend. Uh, what was the name? The, the fat kid, Chunk. Was it Chunk? Chunk. It chunk? chunk. chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Chunk. Yeah. yeah. So we had a friend. His name was Crumb, but he was, he was Chunk. He was a little bit, I'm trying to be nice about his mental capacity. Oh, slow. he was, gotcha. yeah, but not really. He was just right. slow because he was dumb. Right, like he was, Yeah, he was, just, he was just a dumbass. Are we allowed to say that? We're saying it now. Well, yeah, um, I guess we are. I guess we are. <laughs> I, hey, J- Jenny did it, not me. Oh, so, <laughs> why is it always me? But his name, he's the guy. So Crumb is the guy that you could convince to, like, run around a police station naked or something like that. You know, he's just that. He's that guy. So as we're running, you know, we're all in relatively good shape. This was almost 20 years ago. Uh, Crumb is lagging behind. And he's huh, 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 huffing and puffing dogs on our tail. We can see the dog at this point. So we, we go, some of us are helping crumb. Tim jumps the fence. Oh, I mean, we won't name names. Yeah. This guy jumps the fence. <laughs> Jim. Starts the. Jim jumps fence. Perfect. Jim jumps the fence, yes. yeah. jumps the fence and uh, we start helping crumb and we all get over. We all get over. Bones is down still down there with crumb. We bones lifts him up and we, we kind of pull him over. He finally gets over. We run to the car. Dog hits the fence. We all jump into the van. And Crumb, as he jumps, smacks his head on the top of the van. Out cold. Bam. Oh, no.
2: The, oh,
0: no. Hit the concrete. Out cold. Guard is five feet away from us on the other side of a fence. Dog barking. Dude, we grab Crumb out like a, just like a dead body. Grab him, throw him in the van, and hightail it out. That's my unfreaking believable story.
2: Wow. It's an unfreaking believable story.
1: (laughs) And I'm quite sure that your buddy has the scars to
3: prove it. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. permanent goose egg.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he cracked it and dropped.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And you know,
3: because I don't don't run and I don't jump fences, I've had my run-ins with that before.
0: Yeah.
1: So, Micah, let me ask you. What did you take forward from that? Aside from just, you know, a great, a great story to tell, you know, to amaze audiences and, and entertain uh, the masses. But aside from that, did you take any lessons out of that?
0: Yes. That we need to do more research next time we go into a fenced off garden area.
1: <laughs> a little more
3: recon?
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah make little- sure
3: all your friends are in shape
0: yes yeah yeah chrome
3: you know what the statute of limitations is before you talk about it
0: before telling this yeah i don't <laughs> you know we really didn't commit a crime other than other than trespassing Yeah, say a little so, beady you know yeah that's no big deal you know no harm no foul so i mean it's if you want to hear at worst yeah if you want to hear other stories that <laughs> maybe we did commit more of a crime i can tell you but this one was not that much of a crime
2: Exactly. And fun fact, because we mentioned Supernatural earlier on yeah. the season finale of episode oh, yeah. five, it was at Stoll Cemetery.
0: Yep. yep, is
2: where they pop Lucifer back into the box.
0: Right. So uh-huh. yeah, so, well yeah, bad. obviously, well and, know, they, and they've used and so the Supernatural writers have used Stoll before. So their research out. is if, great. If you, yeah, if you recall, if you recall, oh, yeah. the Stoll story comes up again and again because Stoll is one of the seven gateways of hell. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great, great story. Great fun. It was a, it's a memory. I'll always, I'll always remember. Yeah. Right on. But you know, J- uh, Jen, to answer your question seriously, I think what I would honestly take away from that, if I had to take away something seriously was uh, I'm always a pessimist and I don't much believe in the supernatural, mm-hmm. but when we couldn't get those bottles to break, uh, it put a little spark of, of maybe.
3: Put a, put a little the question mark of, there yeah. above your head. Yeah. Yeah. A
0: little so, cartoon uh, question mark. A little bit mark. more yeah.
3: open to potentials.
0: Right. So that, uh, that is something that I, I t- outside of the great story, that is something I take away from it.
3: Okay. A little bit of, yeah. a little
1: touch of never say never is always good exactly. for a writer.
0: Exactly. I like always it. good I like for a
1: writer. And yeah. thank you for sharing that with us. That was a terrific story. We would also like to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And I want to thank, as always, my co-hosts, my co-hostesses with the mostesses, Yes. For joining me again in the madness, thank you for joining us today, Micah, and you know being a, a member of our team. And in in true form, Betsy and I personally thank you for being our first guest.
3: Exactly.
0: As, yes. as Betsy well, thank was you yours. For, thank you for having me. And I, since I we were your first guest,
3: we, re- re- we have there's reciprocity here.
0: And good luck, because I and think before, I think we, what before you guys... we
1: sign off, Micah, do you want to? Uh, do you want to tell us about what exciting projects you have going on right now that you'd like our listeners to know about?
0: Uh, you know what? Just check out uh, JB Kane. She has some great books uh, under Anatolian press. Check out Betsy Kulikowski. She's written at least 740,000 books. So yeah. check her out. She is awesome. And uh, Jenny is not somebody to sleep on. She's going to, she's going to be rocking soon. So she's I think right these are, are where it's at. So yeah, check them out.
1: And check out Micah's Iker and Ink podcast, there you go. Uh, which you can find on all your favorite listening locations, including yep. the one you're yeah, listening on right now.
0: If you at all enjoyed that story or my dumb voice, that is all Iker and Ink is. It's just that <laughs> repeated for hours and hours. So, yeah. is that is that and a good coffee. sales pitch? That's Probably. a good yeah, sales
1: pitch. <laughs> I listen to Iker and Ink a lot of times when I'm I'm working out. That's that's there my instead cool. of music, I listen to you. Chelsea, talk about human sacrifice.
0: Yeah. Awesome, love it. Yeah. love it. Yes. <laughs>
1: yep. Jenny, you want to close us out?
2: Right on. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it on whatever platform that you listen on, and join our unfreaking believable Facebook group and follow us on TikTok and
3: Instagram, and visit our website at www.ufbpodcast.com. And if you have an unfreaking believable story, reach out to us at ufbpodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to hear your story too. In fact, go ahead and
2: subscribe so you never miss a single unfreaking believable episode. All right, Betsy,
3: you want to take us out with a quote of the day? All right, our quote of the day comes from Patricia Cornwell. Yeah. When you create characters, they also create you. Oh, nice. Uh, that is and great. I, I like the synergy there. And be
2: sure to join us next time on February 11th for yet another unfreaking believable guest with an unfreaking believable story.
3: And as always, thank you for listening. As you go out into the world this week, don't forget, don't just be amazing. Be unfreaking believable. See you next time.